So this November, please get on the Biden train, which is literally a commuter train to Delaware. <laughs> and we can all make America not actively on fire again. Okay. Now I'll unpause him. Antifa! Nope, can't do it. <laughs> Gonna leave him on pause. Oh, and one more thing. Live from New York It's Saturday Night Live with AJ Patton featuring Dan Martin, the nurse, and your host, Bob Pantalone. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Pantalone. All right. Welcome back, analysis listeners. I'm already being booed. What am I, Bill Burr, and I'm telling an over-the-line misogynistic joke? What What did I do, guys? <laughs> I was at a Halloween small gathering. It wasn't a super spreader gathering, but it was uh, three couples hanging out in in a living room that was just decorated all spooky. And one of the, the girls uh, that... I don't really know all that well. Uh, excuse me. It was three couples plus a, someone brought an extra girl. And the extra girl was like, we were talking about SNL and I was getting ready for our conversation today. And she's like, I watched it the other day and there was this misogynistic guy on it. And I was like, oh, Bill Burr. You like, must not have heard Bill of him. Burr. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't into it. And I was like, no, I mean, you know, he's uh, he says a lot of things that probably directly impact you and your feelings. Um, Definitely but, divisive, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the people that love Bill Burr, that's why they love him. And the people that hate him, that's why they hate him. And he's going to be him, even if he's on SNL. So anyway, today, guys, I digress and move forward. Today we have two newcomers on the podcast, uh, both buddies of mine from Central Michigan University, both guys who... Uh, were in the improv troupe that we had there. First, it was Three Doll Guys. Then it was Saturday Night Improv. And for, for many years now, it's been Trapdoor Improv. But two guys that lost to me while we were in college in the Funniest That's Guy Award, which uh, me and Hayes held down for, for multiple years. Uh, but Dan Martin and AJ Patton, welcome, guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to Long be here, Bob. Listener. Long time listener and like and Dan, you know the rules. If if you like the show, all you really have to do is ask, and and we'll let you come on. So I know because now, you yeah. Gu- yeah, and because you guys are silly guys, because uh, both of you moved to New York to pursue a career in comedy. New York being obviously the setting of Saturday Night Live. I thought, come on and let's let's rap about Saturday Night Live. And this is the first time we've talked about. Saturday Night Live, just in terms of the show, on this show, on the analysis. So this is a pretty big day, and uh, we've got a loaded baked potato of a show, right, guys? Ooh, sour cream, bakey bits, all the goodies. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> now you guys know why Bob Panalone was Funniest Guy, 2009. Okay, Central I don't know. No? Hey, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So and I would say Bakey Bits is it's got it's got legs for days, okay? It's that's gonna keep growing. So what we're gonna do is in in the many months that this show will be running in its season, we're going to come back each month and, and unpack and and reflect on what has happened in the month prior. So we're gonna be talking about 
October, this episode. And it's 2020. It's an election year, obviously. We're recording this on the eve of the election. So right now we're in good spirits. Yeah, Who knows night, if, we, if we if we <laughs> we recorded this on Wednesday what the what the tone would be, but uh, we're in good spirits, and it's obviously very politically driven and charged these first few months. We've got Jim Carrey, who is was a little bit of a surprise to me that was stepping in to play Joe Biden. We've got obviously Alec Baldwin back playing Trump. We've got Maya Rudolph stepping in and playing Mamala. Kamala. And so what do you guys think? Let's start with Jim Carrey. How do you guys feel Jim Carrey's doing on the show so far? I do. I feel like Carrey's doing a pretty solid job with it. I appreciate that they let him get as weird as some of these have gotten, because I feel like if you've got Jim Carrey there, like let him be a weirdo. It definitely gets into some spaces where I'm like, what is happening? Like, what are you doing? But I do think I like that a lot. I'm like here for it. I like as far as all the political stuff, like anything that surprises me at this point, I'm here for because I feel like we've seen all the jokes for the last like however many years. Baldwin's yeah, it's been doing it. See, I like him, and I, I thought the fly bit was like him at his weirdest. But I also don't necessarily like agree with the addition of him as Joe Biden. Like, I didn't think Alex Moffat was terrible. I think that's who was doing it, or before him, even Jason Sudeikis. Like, those were strong Bidens to me. So I love, and and I'll just say, and and. I'm one of those douchers that my girlfriend hates watching the show with me. And we normally watch it on Sundays because, you know, we're partying on Saturdays. Not really. But we watch it on Sundays typically. And she's like, you are just awful to watch the show with because <laughs> I analyze. I'm very rarely laughing. And I'm not one of those people that doesn't respect each cast. And, and I get really sick of people... That'll go, it hasn't been funny since Adam Sandler oh, yeah, and Chris sure. Farley. Or the people, if you talk to your parents, it hasn't been funny since Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. I know, and, and, I've, and I've had this opinion on this podcast for a long time, where it's whatever cast was around when you were 13 is your favorite cast. 100%. Your, a lot 100%. of your favorite bands yeah. when you were 13. And just you're, 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 you're developing your tastes. It's impactful for you. It's almost like the first time you've watched a movie. It's, it's, and, and that's when you're introduced to sketch comedy, and so that's going to be your favorite cast. Someone's favorite cast is probably happening right now. And so I, each year I really try to respect that and understand that. And, but I just – I don't know really – if I were a high school kid or a middle school kid – I don't really know what this show would be delivering me to, to, to make me want to come back each week. But, but with that said, Jim Carrey gets added, and he's one of my comedy heroes. I adore Jim Carrey. I loved him in, in his, his work in In Living Color. I, 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 Fire Marshal Bill was, was one of my act-outs when I was a little kid. So I was so hype for Joe Biden. And I honestly prefer Jason Sudeikis. I liked the wacky... The, the, like, kind of this old buffoon uh, guy who's, you know, he's kind of like a little prankster, a little joker. He, he, he always brought a really good energy. And Jim Carrey is, I guess, accurate, but it's not really elevating besides just kind of an accurate bit. And, yeah, I, I thought that the I thought that the first episode, the Chris Rock episode, they come in, they just had that fucking train wreck of a debate. And then you're getting oh, yeah. Jim Carrey for the first time. And I really thought that that was 
an opportunity. It just felt like there was so much gold that they missed in execution. That 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 debate was so chaotic, and then they give us this really back and forth, slow cued, polite type of. But but they're trying to interrupt each other, but it's it's not working. It's like memorize your lines and get up on top of each other. That shit was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like why is this so slow? Well, and I also thought they just like did the debate again, shittier kind. You know what I mean? It was like I the whole time yeah. I was watching it, I was like the. The, the actual debate was so insane that you have to have, like, a way crazier take than this. Than, you know what I mean? Like Either, if you're going to go accurate, you need to really pick up the cues and, and the actors need to be right on top of each other and, and actually interrupting each other instead of waiting for someone to interrupt you. Or you do something completely weird and meta. And I thought that the fly opportunity, it, it was okay. And Jim Carrey's this one of the greatest impersonators of all time. And then he does lackluster Goldblum impression. And I was just... Just like out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I get why they did <laughs> at the so fly, weird. but I don't know. I really feel like he's been missing and, and I haven't laughed at all at any of these political sketches. Besides, I thought it was really good parody when the vice presidents went at each other. I thought Beck Bennett and Maya Rudolph actually pulled that off pretty well but other, i've been kind of disappointed with jim carrey i agree i also just think it's maybe it's like the political climate is so wearing but like any political sketch right now i'm just kind of like approached as a non-star yeah well trump's really hard to parody because there's nothing alec baldwin can say that's much crazier than what trump actually says and i watched right. uh Patton oswalt's most recent stand-up special over the summer and he basically was trying to explain it to the audience. He said, people thought, oh, this is going to be such great material making fun of Trump for the next four years. And he said, let me tell you what it's like making fun of Trump. It's like there is a freight train full of meth and PCP, and there's a freight train full of um, monkeys and diarrhea. And they both run into each other. And so you've got diarrhea monkeys on pcp freaking out everywhere and then i walk up and i go hey do you want to hear my funny joke about this no one wants to hear my funny fucking joke about this you know what i mean and i think that's kind of where we are like alec baldwin is pretty good i think his impression is actually stronger than jim carrey's but i'm kind of done with it by now yeah yeah it's been happening for so long like we've seen it like i think the only reason they brought jim carrey in was because how else do you like up the stakes kind of like for this thing that is already like so insane they're like I guess we have to have like a huge name as Joe Biden, even though we had a good Biden before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm always I'm always a huge proponent of the cast doing these yeah. people. Like it's just like exactly. why not give it to the exactly. cast? Like so many of those like older not to like again, not, not comparing it to older cast in terms of quality, but like uh so many older cast iconic parts are the presidents or the candidates that they play. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, you had Palin, you had uh you Ross Perot, like <laughs> Amy Poehler, uh, yeah. George Bush was played by Dana Carvey. Uh you had Phil Hartman doing a killer Bill Clinton. You had Daryl Hammond who would always no, do really so well in, in these guys. Will Farrell was George W. And it's just so good. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and now it's like they, they really are leaning on these celebrities and, and I get it that it's an it's an infusion of star power and and there there was an energy around jim carrey that first night i was really excited for it and it's it's four weeks in and i'm already kind of set with it and what happens if i mean if biden wins if and when biden wins george it's it's gonna be jim carrey for a while and i don't know i'm just i'm i'm not super jazzed i'm not laughing a lot at him i really like 
Maya Rudolph, but also they're using her a ton in just other sketches. They're using her. Like a ton. she's like she's, a, coming, she's just a cast yeah. member again. It feels like yeah. Right? You have cat. You have twenty cast members, and you're you're using these people who aren't. She, they're bringing her in as the grandma, and they're bringing her in as this. And I'm like, really? That's a lot of Maya Rudolph. Not that I'm complaining, because she's one of the strongest people in the show. Yeah, she is killing it every time. It's like, but it is like a moment where you're like, should I? Should I? Shouldn't I be laughing at somebody else yeah. like on this cast right now? Kind of comes off like they just don't trust the new cast that they have because there are some underutilized people this season, especially like Cecily Strong. Yeah, well, strong. Cecily's like, where's she been? I think she's working on. I think her and Ad Bryant are both. They had in with scheduling and everything going because I know Ad Bryant does shrill. Oh, sure. And I think they got caught up in kind of a schedule conundrum, and so they're both working on those projects and then going to return at some point in the season. But yes, they, okay, so they're missing two of their sense. strongest players. But then you're like, okay, there's an opportunity for you to get some of these new cast members in there. You've got Ega Wodum, you've got Chloe Feynman, who I'm really excited about her potential on the show. Yeah, that's you've who got I... these. You've got this girl who kind of looks a little like A.D. Bryant, I guess. Um, her what's her yep. name is? Lauren um, Holt. Lauren Holt. Lauren Holt. Punky Johnson. So you figure there's some cast members that are out. There's an opportunity there for people to to come in, but it really hasn't been happening. I mean, they're leaning so hard on these again these these opening sketches. I think that like and they're taking they're so long too. Those are like ten minute cold opens like every time. <laughs> so you know what I mean? I'm long. just like they're way what are too we long. Doing? Like it's so yeah. much. Um, and it, and it yeah. I just I would love to see all these new like cast members making just getting more opportunities in even if they're just little one-off parts in these sketches, you know what I mean? Like one-liners, like set them up, man. Like I, I want to see some of this stuff, especially if we're leaning so heavy on like Alec and Jim Carrey yeah. up top, you know? I always am just baffled by who gets airtime and why. And I think a lot of it has to do with yeah. who's polling well. I, I, maybe maybe polling's on my brain, but who who's getting received well critically. But there was there's always guys, so Tim Robinson, Siren, a guy that I knew from Chicago Second City, and he was one of the best performers I ever saw at the Chicago Second City, and he gets on SNL and completely not even asked. Bill Bill Hader just drops his name as somebody. He's like, I think this guy is going to be the future of the show, and he he wasn't even prompted to say that, and he was just singing the praises of Tim Robinson and Tim Robinson lasts one year on the show and then he goes and he gets his own Netflix special thank god and in my opinion destroys it and it's like how does that guy get one year and off some of these people don't and he barely gets on the show and but then other people are here forever and ever and ever I don't I, I just don't understand how people come on the show they don't get any opportunity and then they're washed out yeah, it does feel like the there is there's only so much space for sort of like off the wall stuff on the show right now, and I think that is always like some of the most fun stuff on SNL, and like they they kind of like they give it over to I think to Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett, and everything else ha- kind of has to like skew another way. It feels like it's like I don't know, like let's keep going. That's weird, a good man. point. Like, they in those. The good, the good neighbor guys, uh, Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney, they they do get to do some of the weird stuff. I guess that's that goes back to my question of, if you were a high school kid or a middle school kid, like what in that show? If you watch and you think about each sketch, like what would be appealing? It it really seems to be skewing towards the thirty, the thirty five year old. That's a lot of dinner parties and 
and dating, even though I really loved that yeah. first date sketch with uh, Issa and Keenan coming up with the cool hat, the, the cool cigarettes hat. <laughs> like, she dated all these homeless guys. But anyway. I mean, that was good. Um, there's just, like, there's no, there's not a lot of uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher's. There's not a lot of Spartan cheerleaders or Wayne's World or Church Lady or almost branded you can just count on them delivering every single every every other week maybe sometimes they might run it into the ground but there's not a lot of just fun characters or I call them Halloween characters just characters you could dress up for for Halloween I'm going to be drunk uncle for Halloween like there's there's really not a lot of that happening yeah. right now and I wonder if this connects well, with younger audiences. I feel like it has all been sort of relegated to Weekend Update. You know what I mean? And because I do think like the, the yep. they make it to the end, right? Those after midnight so normally my favorite are still, ones. yeah, always because they get weird and they like take a shot yep. and they take a swing and that's like like Ask where Angel will happen. Yeah. Ask Angel's jeans. But like, then in the beginning, I don't know. None of none of these ones, at least so far, are doing it for me. Those those like weird late end of the night sketches right before we we go to final curtain i of the ones that we've seen so far is there anything that's sticking out to you i really liked the the musical number that was in the john mulaney one um and i normally don't like musicals on snl i hate musical like opening Mm. numbers uh and i just don't think i usually think it's like oh this is a bad punny version of this thing and it's just not good but like and in the beginning i didn't like it and halfway through i think when uh uh, Maya Rudolph came out as like Lady Liberty and got like everybody hype and then like uh, uh, Kate McKinnon sang the like uh, like the bubble, the, gum, the bubble shrimp. gum shrimp like it was so they yeah, just like so took good. it all the way there and I was like here for that I was here for the entire thing it just like got me really good uh, I and, I, and I hated it in the beginning I diddler on the roof but <laughs> yeah, you could tell that he couldn't remember his words <laughs> he just started like ah, ah like he just started like, screaming at certain points and then so Chris Red broke but Diddler on the Roof was, even before he came out, was just, that's all I needed, was Diddler on the Roof. Well, oh, and I man. think they, it gave everybody a chance to kind of get out there and, like, have their moment and just do it, you know what I mean? Like, they just had to sell it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love that. And that's, I think, the thing that, like, the earlier, something I think the, the sketches earlier in the night often miss is they don't give people just a dumb joke. They are, like, I think the sketches, especially early on, are very tight. But like, like tightly written. But like, you need to give space for those characters so you can get your freaking Debbie Downers and all that stuff, yeah. and like take a swing on something like a, a weirdo early on. I think you know. Yeah, even that you are like the Rachel Dratch, the just the Boston jerks. The you are you idiot, you fucking idiot. Like that that bit or Debbie Downer. I just there's so many. I mean, Kristen Wiig had a yeah. billion of them, the, and those weren't late night sketches. Like Target Lady was not a late night sketch. That would be right in the middle of the episode. You know, the the weird sister with the tiny hands. That was like a late night sketch. But there was so right. many just just plug and play characters, and I'm just not seeing a lot of these. I, Halloween costume characters, characters that I just, just the Stefans. I mean, Stefan might be one of the greatest characters the last twenty years. But if, if I were a young kid, I don't know what I'd be identifying with. I guess I'm hoping for some more Kyle Mooney, Baby Yoda. You know that <laughs> God, Baby Yoda is so. Which is Kyle Mooney Yoda is the funniest in, thing that's in, happened on this show so far. So all right, yeah. So it seems like we're here naturally, but we were going to transition in the best bits. So AJ liked the musical bit with John Mulaney. Uh, Dan likes Baby Yoda. Is there is there any other bits that are, are really 
singing to you, no pun intended. Uh, I liked Beck Bennett's shirtless, sealess celebrity. Okay. Bit that was strong. Yeah, where he's making his his Instagram post and trying to be really thoughtful, but also like super hot, and he keeps getting he keeps getting calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like no, not a good choice. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, take, take this. Down. Yeah, take, take this down. down. Take this down <laughs> right away. Yeah, I love it. Here's my. Uh, here's your, this is all my stuff. Cool, great. Yeah. <laughs> his girlfriend comes instantly breaks up with him. Jason Momoa. Just, uh, yeah, that that, that one was pretty good. Back Bennett. The Jason Momoa. Oh, I forgot the Jason Momoa button was a great button too. Like one of the best buttons on the season so what far. A loser. Any other any other best bits before I get into my list? Yeah, my two that really jumped out was to- the Tony Hawk one. Oh man, the Tony Hawk bit just like with the graphics like from like yeah where it was just like because they did like the relaunch of tony hawk recently and so just to like have this kid go forward and just like geek on the graphics i thought that's the kind of dumb stuff that i like to see on snl it's just like one stupid idea where he's like check out these sick graphics he's just like everything like (laughs) and then also i will i said greatest button but actually greatest button was keenan coming downstairs and saying my mom's married to keenan thompson was so funny. Oh, man. Uh, Keenan is a guy who has grown on me. I was not a Keenan fan for about 10 years. Uh, and you know what? Hang around long I've enough. I loved him. And I, it just, I get so excited. He's got that Keenan face when he comes out in these sketches. When he was the fucking the, the motorcycle cop in that YMCA, the village people bit. I just, or the cool, the, the homeless guy or... He's, oh, man, so he's just funny. killing me. Uh, he's a true vet of the yeah, show really. now. He holds down some, a lot of yeah, those sketches. Really. So some of my best bits, first of all, the COVID name change with Chris Rock, so where good. they all had dirty names, Edith Puthy and Mike Litt. You got to say Mike, and then you've got to wait just a little bit longer, and then Litt. I just, I'm sorry to, to, to correct you again, but just you got to wait a little bit longer before you say the Litt. Uh, Mike Litt, all the just the the pun shit. It, it's it's a really cheesy sketch, but it, it did get me going. Um, stunt performance. I loved it. Oh, yeah, you did. So you love that one too. Oh, I love. Yeah, 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 dude. It was so good. It was just like it was such a for the first like real sketch of SNL of the season. It felt like ex- it was like it hit all the spots. You know what I mean? No pun intended. Hitting all the spots like Mike Litt. I also like stunt performers in that Chris Rock episode where it was everyone's. <laughs> it's this stunt it's how to learn how to be a stunt performer Ugh. and it's all these badass stunts but then it's ad bryant and kate mckinnon and they're these old women fart stunt performers and they're famous so for like fun. constantly <laughs> falling down and uh, farting it's... that was that was a bob panelon sketch <laughs> for sure uh and then um isa ray in her episode uh the bonjour high the french canadians that was super weird that was a weird one you didn't that like that weird. one? I, okay. No, I did. I did like it, but it was weird. It was like very. It was definitely one where I, I watched that one live actually, and I was just like the whole time I was like, "Oh my god, this is here. This is happening." It was a lot of very specific jokes that are probably super hilarious to French Canadians, but I don't know. I I just liked the 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 chance that they took with it and the Drake watch. Just every time she was just in a new spot trying to look for Drake. It, not normally a sketch that I'd get into, but I enjoyed it for for some reason. Uh, I loved Five Hour Empathy with with Beck Bennett. What'd you love about it, Dan? I just, I mean, Beck Bennett just sells every fucking thing, and I just, I also just think that in general, the digital shorts are just kind of the the what maybe that's what are, is bringing people back to the show. Well, you know, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, and then Beck are. Bennett 
he started in commercials. He was the like, oh, that's a pain in the buns with the with the little kids. He would sit around and I can't remember what they were selling. It was like AT and T or something, but he would sit around with little kids and, and interview them on their on their opinions. So he he has just a really good commercial presence. So they use him a lot in those fake commercials. Another one that I liked was uh, Bill Burr's Sam Adams commercial. Speaking of commercials, that was so good. That's like. Uh... You're going to take a swing at me today? Is this the day? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they did it with the Dunkin' Donuts and Casey Affleck, too. But I just love when they make fun of people from Boston. They've been doing it on the show for a long time. But you know, it's like it, one it of those... feels like a time-tested trope. It's like, get him in. Anytime we can take a swipe, like some New Yorkers can take a swipe at people from Boston. It's just like, go, <laughs> like they're here for it. And I'm, I love it. It's like that kind of beer where, you know, someone brings it to a party. And it's at your house for like eight months. And then one day your buddy comes over and he's like, you got a beer? And I'm like, I got this pumpkin shit. And you drink it and you get buzzed. <laughs> he gets in a fight with his kid. I, I don't know. It was, that one hit hard for me. I And I thought the Bill Bilber episode was really low. And I thought that was the one high. That and maybe when he kept ordering the steak for the for the guy in the sports show. and uh, you, you didn't like the, the saying wrong yeah. words? Like, from like a... Like the, from COVID, like just a couple that just like, oh, the turn of phrase. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It, the execution on that was clunky to me. Like it just felt like they were stumbling through it a lot, and I didn't, I didn't, I like really would have liked to see him go off. Like I thought it was too safe. I didn't. I I wish he would have been a little more dangerous. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. No, I feel that it had the same energy to me as that that the name the the name change sketch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, one that they some I felt like somebody had written that like a long time before the season started. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so one. it was a bummer when it just didn't hit. Like when him and 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 uh, Kate went off, it was fun, but it could have been crazier. Yeah, I, I wanted like, to. Yeah, like I know yeah. he's like smashing a glass and stuff, but it just seemed. <laughs> I don't know. This is me. This is why I'm not fun to watch the show with. Because I'm like, he's too controlled. This is too reversed. Yeah. This isn't. This is like <laughs> acting mad, not real mad. And I would have liked to see, like, actually feel him be mad there. That's 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 what I'm fucking going through when I'm watching that show. And everyone else just wants to enjoy it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, another one I really liked, just because I'm a, I'm becoming a really big fan of Chloe Feynman, is was the Drew Barrymore. That was just a really nice show. Barrymore showcase. show is great. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I have that. Well, her, her. I think she's just gonna. Like, they have to unlock her impressions because she's got a whole bunch in the bag that they don't let her play. Yeah, let her fucking loose, man. And I, I mean, Kate McKinnon. It's it's her show, and she's earned it. And I've got very mixed feelings on Kate McKinnon. Just ask my girlfriend about it. Um, but I, uh, I sometimes, and I'll laugh if she comes on and she does something. I'll give her the laugh. But a lot of times, I'm like, okay. All right. The, the the we notice bit was awful, and everyone just eats it up because it's Kate McKinnon. And I'm like, no, let's be honest, yeah. that was a bad bit. So I don't know. She she hits. She she definitely hits, and and she's very talented. But it's just not for me. And uh, I I really like I mean, Chloe Feynman. I'm eating every sloppy bite of Kate McKinnon. There you go. I love it. Every time she comes on, I'm here for it. I don't know what to tell you. That's fair. In fact, I, we're talking about that grandma sketch. Like I was the whole time. I was like. My Rudolph's great. I wonder what Kate McKinnon would be like doing this. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, it's it's interesting because you know she she can't be Hillary now, so she's she's not involved as much in those political sketches. Uh, Ginsburg obviously no longer, and so um, yeah, she's she's kind of she's 
she has these she gets to be the weird character she comes in and does we who uh, we notice or she's the crazy old lady in the new york commercial that they had last week or something but i'm just Mm, i'm i'm running out of momentum with her and i know i'm in the minority i absolutely know i'm in the minority with that i've just never been i think what's endearing i think what's endearing about her is that she's just Every time she's on, she looks like she's having fun. That's true. And people like to watch somebody have fun. Like, do we notice? I, I, I agree that it is so stupid, but, like, she looked like she was having a good See, I time. challenge that she's doing that to save a bit that's failing. Like, I think she started breaking mm-hmm. with Colin Jost in that moment, not because she actually truly believed it was funny, but she knows I'm dying right now. Breaking that's is going to turn this on its head and bring me back around. That's, see, that's what I'm thinking when I see something like that. I could see that. Now, when she's when she's breaking in the alien sketch with Gosling, that's that's an honest break. But I feel like I can detect when it's like, oh, you can tell, you can sense this audience isn't feeling it, so here comes my fake break. That's me. I there's no science behind that. But you're coming along think, with me now, aren't you? Coming on this ride, aren't you, Dan? Uh that's that's a good argument. <laughs> Would you hate to watch the show with me? My analytical ass. I, I'm gonna rewatch that sketch. Go watch now. it. <laughs> uh, there was one. So let's let's touch on just the hosts in general. So uh, we've had Adele, which was kind of a weak episode. Um, none of those sketches really made it into our our favorite bits. She had the one bachelor sketch where she was singing all her songs. Fine, is- okay. Uh, but uh, we've had three stand-up comedians, and Dave Chappelle is hosting next uh, week after the election, which is perfect. He is one of my heroes, and honestly, just not even just entertainment-wise, but just someone that I look up to and very much value their opinion. So I'm, I'm really excited for him. Uh, but we've had Chris Rock, Bill Burr, and John Mulaney. Any of those monologues hit with you guys? Shockingly, only Mulaney, and I'm not a generally a giant like Mulaney stand-up fan. I uh, am like, so if, if you like, if you put like, if you put yeah. him, Chris Rock, and Bill Burr, like I'm, de- I guess I'm not a huge Bill Burr fan either. But like Chris Rock would be who I would expect, and it was just a little. Both Chris Rock and Bill Burr were trying to be, I feel like, so right on it, and it just like didn't. It was just a little clunkier. I could tell where they were reaching and where they weren't. Whereas, like, Mulaney was so tight. Like, that monologue was tight. That was the tightest monologue I'd seen on the show. The Cuomo bit where he said, it's clear that he's bringing up <laughs> things that aren't problems but are just his his problems. I really loved that transition. Everything about his grandma was so funny. <laughs> like, just like, when she's so just like, good. If, I didn't, so if, good. If, if I didn't know who you were or if you were my grandson... I wouldn't know who you were. Everyone's <laughs> just like everyone used to know me as this. Now they just know me as John Mulaney's grandson. But if I didn't know you as my grandson, I wouldn't know you at all. So good, uh, so good. <laughs> I so the Chris Rock bit. I there was one bold ass joke for SNL that he told that I was just like fucking commended it because it was so bold. And he he's talking about how crazy Donald Trump is, and he's like he's like he's the has the most energy of any seventy five year old guy I know. Even Mick Jagger's going slow down, Don. And then he transitions and he goes, Trump's like a dominant female boxer. And he's like Ronda Rousey. And then you're like, God damn, she's hitting girls. <laughs> and it became this anti-lady boxing joke. And I was like, what? where did that come from? But also bold. And it just surprised me so much that it made me laugh. So Chris, Chris Rock hit that. Bill Burr's was 
he was he was I remember Larry David did it a couple years ago where he came in and he like really tried to find the edge and talked about the Holocaust and he he was being Larry David and uh Louis C.K. before he was jerking off on people like he would come in and, and really challenge people. I think Bill Burr was was trying to hit that. And I, I had a lot, I'm a Bill I, Burr fan. I had a lot of respect for the Bill Burr monologue. I do think it towed the line a lot, but I appreciated it like trying to like mm-hmm. get there. I think these you know what I mean? Like and I think there was like I think a few little tweaks and that whole opening becomes a lot better. I think there were just a few little points here and there that could have tightened up. See, I like it. See, I liked it too. I've I've seen Bill Burr twice, Ring the Siren. I've seen Bill Burr twice in at the Chicago Theater, and it's it's that's his style. And I don't I don't sign up for the misogyny jokes. I, that's just not my thing. But his his observations in general, I he's done it a couple times, but. He's he's people get surprised when these seventy five year old men say crazy shit. He's like, what do you expect? Have you ever talked to your grandma and then all of a sudden it takes a weird turn into some racist shit? And you're like, whoa, grandma, let's get back yeah. to talking about chocolate raisins. <laughs> I, I, he's done that bit a couple times, and I, I I think the top half of it was really good, and then the, the swinging your Gucci boot over the line and not rolling around in the blood money with us. That's uh, and he knew it because he he goes powering yeah. through. That's one of his moves when 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 his bit's not landing with a certain audience. He goes, "I'm powering through." See, I thought that was one where he was actually like, it, it just needed a little something extra. You know what I mean? It needed like some of, some acknowledgement of like, yeah, I don't know. I, that was one where it towed the line where I think it could have been so awesome, and instead it just kind of ended up in this weird space yeah. where you're like, what are we doing I knew doing people were going to react to that the next day. You know, like, that was one of those ones, as soon as that monologue wrapped, you're like, this is going to be controversial. He, yeah, he wanted it. He wanted, he, he that's what that's yeah. what he was looking for. So, I don't know if this is record-setting cast or not, but there's 20 cast members. There's so many fucking people, not to mention all the time that Maya Rudolph's getting uh, on top of that. But, yeah. and uh, uh, some of them aren't here. So, 17 or 18, give or take. But of the new people, so you have Chloe Fineman turn, uh, returning, you have Ego Wodum returning, you've got Bowen Yang returning, and then we've got uh, three new people, uh, Punky Johnson and Lauren Holt and uh, whoever the, the little guy is. I can't remember his name. Andrew Demakis or some, something like that. He's been in, like one, he's been in one oh, yeah. sketch. I don't, yeah. I don't really know him very well. Hasn't hasn't been on long enough for me to remember his name. But is there anyone that jumps out to you guys that you are really enjoying? Uh, I'm a I'm a Bowen fan, man. Um, I think Bowen Yang is like the one of the funniest new cast members on the show. I think like China Trade Daddy is so funny. Uh, is that the TikTok bit that he did? Yeah, yeah, the TikTok. He thing. killed that. That He's, was so good. He also shows up, and I think he performs in like the like this. In the regular sketches, he's very funny, even when he's not the center of it. Like, he's a dude who, like, just shows up, and when he's on screen, you, like, notice him. And, I mean, I used to see him at UCB, and he's just, he's he's been so good, funny and so good for so long, and it's just amazing to see it just, like, I, I think I also appreciate just, like, knowing he has that, like, strong, strong sketch background and seeing him show up consistently in sketches, like, no matter how involved he is is so good and he's just so funny again he like sells that stuff man he's great i was gonna say he's like the best com- I, I would agree that he is the strongest new cast member because he commits so fucking hard and his weekend update bits are top notch 
I really was into that TikTok bit. Well, I don't know TikTok, so it had to be explained to me. But I, I really appreciated that he was doing TikTok speech. I'm too old. They won't let me on TikTok. But the yeah, that Chinese yeah, Chinese minister so I had written down here. There's so AJ and Dan, you both saw him at UCB. Uh, I actually never saw him, but yeah. There's something. Of, okay. There's something about when were these loser improvised comedians and and you're you're going and you're watching people and there there is something about somebody that you've you've been in the same room with or around making it on that show and it and mm-hmm. you really do have a special affection for them and uh, i tim robinson was my guy and i i can see where you're seeing that aj cuz you've seen him do all of these various different moves on a smaller scale and then he gets the opportunity to have the costuming and, and all of the extra frill that comes with SNL and the writing talent that they surround them with. If you ever look at a picture of the SNL writing room, there's like 700 people in there. Crazy. Uh, but I can I can see where you would have affection for him and I also think he is delivering, which is nice as well. Anyone else besides Bowen that you guys like? Uh, I like Chloe Feynman. I think she's another one who like every time she's on she like commits hard. And her impressions are strong. The Drew Barrymore yeah. bit is strong. Well, she, even just following her on Instagram or SNL will put her on just different bits that she's doing from her backyard. They'll let her go on their, their Instagram story or something. And uh, really impressive talent. I'm I'm excited to see what she's going to do when she's not doing an impression. I think they've, they've been showing her. She, she got a little bit of FaceTime in the Bachelorette sketch or the Bachelor sketch with um, Adele. And I'm I'm excited to see some of her non-impression characters and, and see how she does there. But but very excited for her in general. And I guess some of the other people are uh, are just not featured enough for us to have strong opinions on, which is part of the SNL. Yeah, I just I I want to see more of these new people. If I had to put my money on a new person, I think it is Lauren Holt. Uh, she's the one who I've I don't know. I've just been looking for everybody to like. I always keep an eye out for the new people when they make it on just to see what happens, you know what I mean? Like, because you, you, you get so few shots. And mm-hmm. she's making it into sketches, and she's yeah. she's having some moments, you know what I mean? They're getting so little that it's, like, almost impossible to say right now. Yeah. Anyone of the current cast, we've already talked about Kate McKinnon. Um, we talked a little bit about Keenan Thompson. But anyone else that is still delivering the goods to you, you, you hope they sign that 30-year contract like Keenan did? I mean, I hope there's more Kyle Mooney and Beck yeah, Bennett they, combo for a long, long time. But I think Chris Redd is kind of hitting his stride a lot of the for the songs. first time yeah. in a long time. I've been pretty impressed with Chris Redd, too, throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, been, he's shown up in a few sketches where I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, you're for sure here for it. You're, like, doing great. Uh, I was, I, I've been impressed with him this season. He's been, like, noticeable. You know what I mean? I feel like... They were pigeonholing him into just like characters yeah. or like uh, not in, like impressions for a little while, uh, and that is always kind of like a weird space. And I'm glad he's getting out of that because I think he's much he's got a lot more to offer than just that. You know, I wasn't laughing, but the bottom of your face, girl, bottom <laughs> of your face. Uh, I thought that was pretty solid. And then the I, I can't remember what they were, they were scooting to the uh, pole line. Stroll or, into like, the vote. Stroll into the polls. The polls. Uh, that was both those songs were were nice i i wouldn't necessarily say i was dying laughing but uh they were pretty decent so that, that that's kind of or i see him right now anybody else i mean those are my big ones you know okay. melissa via i think is great they use her more and more yeah i i have 
I thought she really her her bit about sleeping during the pandemic. I thought that that was pretty rough to watch. <laughs> it was definitely a bomb, but yeah, yeah, she she she's got some some quirky personality, so I could see where people would would be into her. I think as that's well. another one where they just kind of like they are just get they only give her impressions. You know what I mean? Like they just like that whole thing that was hard to watch because yeah. it was clearly just like do these four kind of out there impressions like all in a row find some way structurally to get them out there but you're gonna do your link impression you're gonna do your song impression let's just yeah yeah, it was yeah it was uh when you watch a comedian bomb it is uh you have secondhand embarrassment we were talking about that on the pen 15 podcast with Brittany, but yeah you have secondhand embarrassment for sure sometimes uh, on snl you're like oh that one didn't work it's all right gotta take a shot um i think uh one guy we haven't mentioned is Pete Davidson, who I am absolutely not a fan of. He got a lot more time with Mulaney being on because they're such good buddies. But, uh, Dan, you had messaged me asking why we never reviewed Staten Island. Me and Hayes both saw it and really didn't like it. What did you think of it, Dan? Yeah, I think yeah, you kind of touched on a lot of the points I walked away with. But, like, I was super excited. So, like, kind of that was my first, you know, pay $15 to rent a movie, you know, over this pandemic. And it was just like such an utter disappointment and I normally am like a bigger stand for Judd Apatow films than most people and this one I think I just walked away with and cared for nobody in a story that was supposed to make you care for somebody so hard but like in a redemption story and it was just uh mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the same thing on SNL is P- Pete Davidson's always kind of dark and depressed and never looks like he's excited to like be a part of anything and it was like, felt like they were like forcing him through that movie to me. It's and I get the sentiment, and I think a lot of people empathize with him. They they know his story. I he's he's one of the comedians. Everyone knows his story. You know, his dad died in S nine eleven, and and I just with all that said, you still have to make me laugh. I I don't connect with his comedy at all. And you you're right. He's got this dark side of him, and it's not that I don't like dark comedy. I mean, shit, Bill Burr can get dark, you know? Uh, Louis C.K. is fucking dark. And I was into him before he started jerking off on people. But I think it's also this too cool, uh, don't give a fuck really kind of energy that he gives off. And he walks out on a lot of sketches and is like, yeah, I'm here doing a sketch. And we talk about how we're praising Bowen for his commitment to stuff. And it really feels that Pete Davidson's the least prepared actor on the show. And he, he just gets out there and, and reads the cue cards. And, and part of him, like, it, part of the bit is that I don't really give a fuck, but I'm in this sketch, and I, I don't really connect to it. And it, it, with all that said, I, I, when yeah. I rented that movie, I signed up to like it. I absolutely wanted to like it, and I like Judd Apatow, and I think he's he's done really interesting stuff with comedians that I didn't necessarily jive with before. So I just, there was... There was there was all these side characters that went on too long, and I, I just it, it didn't connect with me. But one thing, speaking of SNL cast members, and we've already mentioned Jason Sudeikis, uh, you've really been into Ted Lasso. What's what's going on with Ted Lasso? Oh yeah, I mean I that was one of the shows. I I don't know if I've smashed a show faster than that. <laughs> so many episodes it are was, there. Uh, oh, I think there's ten episodes. Okay, and I probably did that in a day, day and a half. It was just. It was a, it was the exact opposite of a Pete Davidson. It was like so joy filled and like feel good, you know. It's like pretty much an American college football coach goes across 
you know, goes to England and coaches a Premier League soccer team, knowing nothing about soccer, and it's just like yeah. an amazing premise. So it was like a premise for a commercial or something. It was like a FIFA commercial or something like that. I can't remember. It was. It seemed like a yeah. sketch that was based around a commercial, and it hit hard enough where let's just make ten of these. How do just? I don't want you to to spoil the season, but what's yeah. the premise to where they would hire him to be on the soccer team? So they are like the last place in the Premier League in England, and I there's like some ownership struggles. Like the person who now owns the team is divorced from her rich husband, and her and the thing he loves the most is the team, and so her idea to get back at him is to tank. Ah, oh, okay. Um, she hires an American college football coach, so she, so she thinks it's just like a a no brainer. This guy's gonna be an embarrassment. They're gonna be the laughing stock of the Premier League, and then he ends up, but doing hijinks and like no matter yeah. what hijinks and suit and he's like a super genuine dude he's like no matter what like a likable guy yeah jason Tadakis always came in and he had such a i just loved his bouncy energy that he would have in his his sketches on snl i loved all the stuff he would do with will forte will forte is one of my comedy heroes so uh what was the sketch in What's Up With That? He used yeah, to just play the saxophone in the back. No, he used to just break dance. He would come in and break yeah, dance. Like oh, yeah, running man. Dance. Yeah, he would just do running man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What Up With That? Just oh, one so of good. the loosest uh, sketch sketches. That, in all time. Oh, God. Uh, that they don't go to anymore. I, I wish Keenan would do uh, Steve Harvey as well. I loved his Steve Harvey bits. But anyway, so a, a couple of SNL cast members doing things. There's uh, SNL cast members everywhere, obviously, in Hollywood. Still trying to make comedy happen, and it, it, comedy's not really being produced all that much anymore unless it's on yeah. some sort of streaming service. So um, good, good. I, I feel like we've we've wrapped enough about October. want to thank you guys for coming on. And, and talking comedy with me. Appreciate it, Bob. Yeah. Thanks for having of us. Of course, man. yeah. Looking forward to many more chops with you guys. And thank you, Analysis listeners, for listening. Hope you guys had some fun. Come and join me on the couch Sunday mornings and watch more SNL and watch me break down why the sketch didn't work in terms of its execution and uh, bitterly think about how no one ever gave me a call to audition. And don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye! Later. Peace.